This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The world as we know is a broken and imbalanced place. And this is exactly as it was meant to be because our job is to repair this world, known in Hebrew, Tikkun Olam. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. When our family started being more ritually observant, we started like with the fundamentals, kosher, meaning like no milk with meat or no shellfish or pork and no more pepperoni pizza or Burger King. We also really prioritized tzedakah. You see, my kids knew that we never judged anyone in need and that we were to open our hands wide and reach them out however we could. They gave a percentage of their allowances. They both gave their coins and their wide smiles to any person who asked them for anything on the streets. The tzedakah piece of our new world order was so much, much easier to inculcate than that whole kosher business. My kids, they were still young. They were three and six and a half. And truly, they fantasized about a return to McDonald's and the pizzeria we used to go to all the time. One of my kids looked at me one day and he said, Mama, I really, really want to go to the land of Israel. He actually said, Eretz Yisrael. And tears filled my eyes because clearly, look, I'm getting this right, I thought. Look at look at how they feel. But instead of just leaving it in that moment intact, of course, I had to dig a little bit deeper. Why, my darling, I asked him. Because, he said, they have kosher Burger King. And then he stomped away. So much for my dreams of my budding little Zionist. But why is it, do you think, that the Sadaka piece came to be with so little pushback. So there's something about generosity that gives kids a feeling of a more equalized power system. They who seem to have none at all at young ages can now make a difference to someone else, particularly an adult, while life often feels unjust for the utterly dependent young child. Sadaka doesn't just make them feel good, it also inadvertently empowers them. So it's really no surprise that while the Hebrew word tzedakah is usually translated in English as charity, if you actually look at the root of that word tzedakah, you see something much deeper. The root of that word means just or justice or even righteousness. We are enjoined to make ourselves righteous. Justice Justice you shall pursue, the Torah instructs. And hundreds of years later, the Talmud taught, Sadaqah is equal to all of the other commandments combined. You know, Anne Frank once wrote, Oh, how wonderful it is that no one need wait a single moment to start to improve the world. And of course, our other Jewish sources tell us that God said, for I have selected him, meaning Abraham, so that he can instruct his children and his posterity after him to keep God's ways, to do what is just and right. From the earliest phases of childhood, 
A mother tries to instill values into her children. Now, her values will be shaped by her family of origin, her culture, her society, and often we don't examine those values until we have our own children. They are the impetus for our own self-reflection. They make us want to improve ourselves as we guide them on their way. Now, perhaps the preeminent commandment of our Jewish souls is to become a giver. In that way, we emulate God who has no needs and can only give. And when we create life in partnership with God and our spouse, we most closely resemble the Almighty. Being a giver is the most rewarding of all human sensations. And that's why the mitzvah of tzedakah is so primary to our people. The world as we know is a broken and imbalanced place. And this is exactly as it was meant to be because our job is to repair this world, known in Hebrew as tikkun olam. And it is in that repairing that we become partners in creation. You know, Jewish law teaches us that between 10 and up to 20% of our after-tax income doesn't belong to us. It was received in trust for us to correct the imbalance in the world. And this financial imbalance is corrected in concentric circles. You begin at home with your family. A person who's giving to a hospital but ignoring his needy sister is myopic at best. After our family, we give to our communities, which include the Jewish world and the land of Israel, which is really our truest home and community after all. After that, we're free to give to the wider world. And in fact, Jewish philanthropists do exactly that. The Torah teaches us that the only money we keep is that which we give away. It's our bank account for eternity. And we are never, ever penalized for giving. We learn that whether we give our tzedakah to the needy or not, that money is not ours, and we're going to lose it. So the choice is yours, really. You pay the car mechanic, or you're going to give it as tzedakah to those in need. That money will be paid one way or another. That 10% is commanded of us. Teaching our children to be givers begins, of course, with modeling it ourselves. Our children must be aware that the family culture is to give. Whether $18, $18,000, the principle is identical. Family meetings discussing the earmarked funds can be held from as early as when a kid is five years old. And the highest level of tzedakah, we learn, is helping a person stand on their own two feet, giving them a loan or helping them find a job so they can be independent of public funds. So why not try this exercise? Have your kids decorate tzedakah boxes. Then give them an allowance that you break down in increments of 10. Say, if their allowance is $1, you give them 10 dimes. If it's $10, you give them 10 singles. And then you have them take the money from you and then immediately place one-tenth of it into the tzedakah box. And then you have a cookie and milk or whatever their favorite treat is to help them associate sweetness with giving. Many mothers, when asked what they want for their children, say, I just want them to be happy. But perhaps the correct answer to that eternal question should be, I just want them to be righteous. Sadaka comes from the word righteousness. 
Giving tzedakah and teaching this concept will make you and your child both righteous and happy. And perhaps that is the greatest gift of all. So fast forward many, many years, and both my kids are grown and flown. And their religious ritualistic habits, well, they're between them and God. But I can tell you one thing. They are both deeply generous and maintain their passion for tzedakah, for justice, and they support many varied causes. This month, Momentum is doing our annual crowdfunding. We are asking each and every one of you to open your hearts and open your wallets and help us send more and more and more women the world over on a year-long journey, the one you've experienced. We know that when you inspire a mother, you inspire the entire family. And we know there is no amount too small or too large for that matter, that won't help us bring what is just and right to Jewish families the world over. We will give them an opportunity to unearth their spiritual birthright, an opportunity to fan the flame of their Jewish identities. I want to leave you with a funny story from 33 years ago now that still makes me laugh when I think about it. One day, while we were walking down the street in downtown Toronto, a homeless man who was, let's just say, very inebriated, turned to us and said, could I have some money for a sandwich? So we were in front of a Subway restaurant, which in Canada is famous for like assorted meat and cheese submarine sandwiches. We used to love them so much before we were kosher. Mommy, my kid said to me, can I buy the guy a sub? Of course, sweetheart, I said, handing him the money. So he wanted to go into the restaurant alone, you know, be Mr. Big Man. So we watched him carefully from the window and proudly he came out and he handed the wrapped sandwich to the man. And sadly, the man scowled because he didn't really want a sandwich, right? He wanted the money, but not for sandwiches. But by then we were off and continuing our stroll. So what kind of sub did you get him, honey? I asked him because I was curious, you know, what would he have chosen? Oh, he said, I got the assorted meats. That used to be mommy's favorite, filled with ham and bacon and cheese and all of those things. So I asked him again, so you got him the assorted meats? He says, yes, I did, but I told him to leave the cheese off it because he might be a little bit kosher (laughs) this week. Can you help us? empower more families with Jewish values by donating to our crowdfunding campaign, we would be so incredibly grateful. And then more and more women will get to experience Kosher Burger King in Israel. And I promise I'll even escort you there personally. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, 
Contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.